<laughs> hey, I'm Terrence Carr, and I'm the Assistant Music Director here at Grace Point. It's an honor to be before you today. I first want to um, acknowledge Pastor Rich, this amazing leader here. I do it because he can't do it when he's on the stage, so when I'm on the stage, I'm going to blast him. This man raises up leaders like no one else I've ever seen. He prefers, yeah, clap it up for him. He prefers other people other than himself, and, and, and he brings that out of them. So I'm so grateful for you, sir, and this opportunity to be here. We've been in a series called The Promise. Today we are going to focus on Zechariah, and we're going to look in Luke 1, 67 through 73. If you don't have it, it's on the screens for you. I'm going to start in the 67th verse, and it says, And his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he was visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to show the mercy promised to our Father and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to his father Abraham to grant us. Let's pray. God, thank you for the opportunity to be here. I pray that your words fill this place, God, and land on good ground as they touch our hearts that we change that is none of me, none of myself, God, but it's your holy words coming through this message. And give the people the identity that you need them to have in Christ. We love and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Hey, I, I want to start this message by asking a simple question. How do you know who you are? Was it through your own lenses that you, you know, put together and through life you just said, oh, this is who I am? Or was it through somebody else's lenses that said, hey, you know, you should be this. This would be good for you to be. And then you said, okay, this is who I am. As you were thinking right now, did you just make it up? Or are you like a lot of people that says, I don't know who I am. Um, I don't know really what I'm called to be. I want to tell a story about my son. Right now, my son is in this interesting stage. If some of you know him and seen him, he's three years old, so... Pray for us. <laughs> but sometimes his response is different from who he actually is. So he'll come at 8 o'clock at night when it's time for him to go to bed and say, hey, I want candy. I'm saying, no, you can't have candy. Ah! I'm falling out. What? Bro. So, hey, stop. Chill, chill. Now, you, you can't get to him. He's just falling out crying. So I, I, I go down to his level to pull him up. And I say, hey, stop, stop. That is not how you respond. That's not who you are. Stop. And he's still crying, whimpering. I said, who are you? A, a king? I'm a king. A king and a what? And a leader? That's not how kings and leaders respond. I bring him up to where he's supposed to be. As his father, at his level, he doesn't understand sometimes how to show his emotions out that he feels inside. But I remind him, who are you? I ask him, I don't tell him. I say, who are you? I'm a king. I'm a leader. That's not how they respond. So when the title of this message I want to give you is called Identity Crisis, Zachariah's Song. 
This is important to me because you have two words there, identity and crisis. Your identity is how I identify you. Who do people say you are? When they say, hey, Terrence, in this church, they know, oh, Terrence, oh, you're talking about the one that plays the keys. Oh, yeah, he, he does the worship. He does the uh, announcement every now and then. Oh, that's who he is. I identify you. Pastor Rich. Oh, yeah, I know Pastor Rich, the one who prophesies, who pulled leaders out of you that you didn't even know was in there. Oh, okay, I know you. Allison, who, oh, yeah, the, one, the girl that sing up there. She, she, she killed, good job today. Her and Amber. Can we give our worship team? Man, they were amazing. That was amazing, man. We could have just stayed there. But I identified them because that's who they are. Crisis. Identity crisis. Crisis means a time of intense difficulty, trouble, or danger. Identity crisis. Well, that's who I am. How can there be a crisis? A time of intense difficulty, trouble, or danger. This is why I title it identity crisis. It is dangerous for you to not know who you are. It is dangerous for you not to understand what God said about you. Who are you? Think about it. Who are you? You have to know. To go to the end of Zechariah's story where we started when he's giving praise to God, I read it at the beginning, we have to go to the beginning of his story. Zechariah's name means Yahweh remembers. Yahweh is a fancy term for saying God remembers. His very name means God remembers. Zechariah was a priest. He was from the tribe of Levi. He's a Levite. He is a priest. He offered sacrifices to God on behalf of the people. He took care of the temple of the Lord. He interpreted scripture. He counseled people. If people had problems with their marriage, they would go to Zechariah and say, hey, man, we, can, can you pray for us? This is what we're going through. He was the expert on all things God. He was God's mouthpiece. That's who Zechariah was. Zechariah was a descendant of Abraham. Meaning, Zechariah was an heir to the promise. Promise? What promise? We've been in a series called The Promise. What promise was given to Abraham that now Zechariah obtains because of the relationship? Let's go to Genesis 17.4. Genesis 17.4 says, Behold, this is God talking to Abraham. Behold, my covenant is with you. You shall be the father of a multitude of nations. Okay, okay, let me read that again. Behold, my covenant is with you. You shall be the father of a multitude of nations, meaning you're going to have a whole bunch of kids. Your name going to be great. Back then in that time, having kids and having sons, you were, a, you were a great people. Like, oh, bro, man, you see him? He got like 20 kids. Ooh, he doing it. Like, hey, you see old dude over there? He only got like two kids. I don't know about him. It was, it was big for them to have kids. And God said, I'm going to make your name great, Abraham. Zechariah is of that lineage. So that means that that promise that God gave to him transferred to Zechariah. Problem, conflict, because, you know, any good story, any good movie, you have to have some kind of conflict. It can't just be hunky-dory the whole time. You know, I don't want to watch a movie. I want give, me some, give me some, you know, conflict. I want some drama. Y'all know how y'all are. Y'all like that drama. Anyway, <laughs> what is the conflict? What is the drama? Zechariah's wife, Elizabeth, is barren, meaning she cannot have a child. I'm confused. Okay, I'm of this lineage. I have this promise. Your name is going to be great. You're going to have all these kids. 
They won't even be able to number the kids you have. You see the stars? Count them. Boom, boom, boom. You can't. That's how your kid's going to be. So I have this promise, but my wife is barren. What do you do when your reality meets God's promise? What do you do when you look around and you say, man, I'm so stressed out. I don't really like my job, man. I, I'm filled with anxiety. I'm filled with fear. I just, every time I walk in there, I just, I don't, I don't like it. What did God say about you? He said you have peace. How? I don't understand. Almost like Zachariah. He said, this is the promise, but this is what I'm experiencing. You said I'm in Christ. You said that he loves me, but I'm not experiencing what he said about me. I told my son, Trey, you're a king. I, I, I don't care how you act. I don't care what you do. Remember who you are. So when he's falling out, doing all this stuff because he can't have candy at 12 o'clock at night, I said, who are you? Stop. Who are you? Always go back to that. Because your reality is what God says it is. Huh? Your reality is what God says it is. It isn't what you see before you. Once you start changing your mind and understanding that, once I spoke to my son, I said, you're a king. This is not how you respond. This is not who you are. His reality is formed by his father. Transition. Let's go a little bit deeper. Let's look at verse 11. You see Zechariah now when we go to Luke 1.11. Zechariah is in the temple. Remember I told you he's a priest. So he's in the temple doing his priestly duties. He's taking care of God's stuff. He's over there setting the incense. He's setting the candles and smelling good, preparing for God's presence. The people outside waiting for him to worship. He is doing what he's supposed to be doing. Now we're at verse 11, and there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. He's doing his thing. An angel just pop up. That, I'm like, bro, chill. Verse 12, and Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. I would have been scared. I ain't gonna lie. I would, that would have been a little bit scary. 13. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. You shall call him John. Let's go down to verse 18. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advancing years. Uh, he better be glad his wife wasn't in the temple with him. <laughs> Verse 19, and the angel answered him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. And I was sent to speak to you and bring this good news. And behold, you shall be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place. Because you did not believe my words would be fulfilled in their time. Let me paint the scene a little bit better. He's in the temple just doing his thing. He's like, all right, let me light this incense. God, angel come over here, bam. Oh, snap, what's happening? I'm scared. Angel like, bro, chill, chill, chill. It's just me. It's just me, Gabriel. So he's like, okay, that's cool. What, what you want? What you doing here? He said, hey, man, we heard you praying. I know who you are. Remember, God promised. God remembers his promise. Your name is Zechariah. I know who you are. This is a time that's about to be fulfilled. So you're going to have a son. Your, your wife, Elizabeth, who is barren, is going to have a son. Zachariah's response was, how? That don't make sense. She's barren, and we old. Them two don't go together. How, how is that going to work? You see, the problem Zachariah had is he started believing what his current situation was. 
He started believing instead of remembering. You know what's important is when I said his very name means God remembers, literally when people were talking to him, every time they they say, hey, God remembers. How you doing today, man? His wife, every time he he woke up, hey, God remembers. How you doing, baby? God remembers. Are you going out to the market today? Every time they called his name, they were telling him what the promise was. But because of what he was in, he lost sight of that. And he didn't say his own name, Zechariah. Zechariah, God remembered. And he forgot. He forgot, but God didn't. What is God saying about you that you don't forgot? Remember. Think about it. What is God saying about you that you have forgotten? We fast forward and we see that Elizabeth got pregnant and had a baby. You know, the interesting thing here is that he didn't believe the angel, but he didn't stop him from practicing what he said about him. I mean, we got children in church, but he did something to get that baby. <laughs> he did something bad. I, I feel like, first of all, I want to go back for a second. I want to go back for a second. I feel like the angel was being a little bit petty, though. Because I don't know how far, like, how much liberty God gives the angel. Because the angel just said, like, you know what? You ain't going to talk no more. He's like, how is this going to happen? Mute. So I wonder, I wonder, <laughs> I, wonder I wonder did the angel, like, fly back. And they was like, hey, bro, you was down there with the, with the humans? How did it go? He's like, man, I told him I was Gabriel. And he's going to talk about something. How am I supposed to know? I got a whole bunch of wings and stuff. How you mean how I'm supposed to know? You know what? You don't talk no more. <laughs> <laughs> So you have him, but he still operates and he still goes and does the thing with his wife. And then she gets pregnant. Let's go to verse 59 in Luke 1. And on the earth, on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child. So the child was born. This is the eighth day. And they would have called him Zachariah after his father. This is important. They would have called him Zachariah because Zachariah doesn't have any children. They need the name to keep going on. So of that day, I told you, name, son, all that is important. So for namesake, oh, it makes sense. We're going to call you Zachariah. Zachariah still can't talk at this time. 60th verse. His mother answered, no, his name shall be called John. And they said to her, none of your relatives is called by this name. Basically, they said to her, no one in your family has done that before. This is not what we're supposed to do. This is not what we used to. That's not normal. Why don't you just do what everybody else is doing? Why don't you just do what every, why, why are you trying to do something different? Just do what everybody else is doing. But when you know the promise that God has in your life, I can't do what everybody else is doing. Huh? See, I walk in this vein. I know who I am. So when you say, hey, man, let's, yeah, his name going to be Zachariah. No, 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 no. His name John. So the mom talking, but hey, they was like, well, we ain't listening to her. Hey, Zachariah, we're going to ask you. So, so let's go to verse 62. And they made a sign to the father inquiring what he wanted him to be called. 63 says, and he asked for a writing tablet. He still can't talk. And he wrote, his name is John. They all wondered. So he just, mm, mm, mm. This is what God said. Not that. This is what God said. And immediately, 64, his mouth was open and his tongue loose, and he spoke, blessing God. 
Why? Why was Zachariah's mouth open now? This whole time he had been mute. And the angel actually said, you remember, your mouth will be open. You won't be able to speak until the promise comes. It seems like the promise is here. This is the eighth day. They're circumcising him now. And they're trying to name the child, and they say, what should we name him? He said, oh, no, no. He said, John. As soon as he said John, his mouth was open. I would suggest to you, he wasn't able to speak until the eighth day, because on the eighth day, he started speaking the right language. He, he, he had a realization of who he was. Man, God remembers. When the whole world tried to tell me who I was. When everybody's tried to say who my son's going to be, God gave me a promise. He remembered. Trey, you're a king. But, Dad, how do I know that? Trey, you're a king. But I just slapped the kid on the playground. Trey, you're a king. But I don't know how to control my emotions. Trey, you're a king. What did you say, Dad? Change. Change in language. What did you say? Let me hear what my father is saying. What did you say, Dad? Trey, you're a king. I'm a king. Stop looking at what's going on in your life. What did God say about you? What did he call you to be? He called you to be the head and not to tell. He called you to be the giver, not the lender, not the borrower. Hey, see, this is who I am. I am blessed. I am called. And that's who I am. Stop telling God what happened in your life. And so I was saying, how do I respond? Trey, that's not how you respond. That's not who you are. Trey, you're a king. I'm a king, Dad. You're a king. Zachariah went from, how is this going to happen, to it's going to happen. It is happening. It's a different posture. Your posture is important. How, what? How is that going to happen? God, let it be so. With his hands surrendered in worship, I got this from our worship night. Me and one of our great friends, Amber, who's an amazing worship leader on this stage. I, I'm, I'm so glad of what God is doing to her. God's just going to continue to grow her. Watch out for her. She's, she's powerful. We were at a house and we were worshiping and um, it was in time in worship that we were just talking after kind of it settled, but God's presence was so heavy. And we said, in your worship, this is my last point, your identity in Christ fuels your worship. Your identity in Christ fuels your worship. Zechariah was in the place where he was looking at his circumstances. He received the promise, God's word, what God has given to us. And everything seemed like, man, this isn't going to work out for me. There's no way we're going to receive this problem. I'm supposed to be Abraham's heir. I'm supposed to have that promise, but it seems like the stuff going on in my life is not making sense. How am I supposed to receive that? Listen, once you receive what God says about you, once you believe it, once you get in his word, once you start repeating it to yourself, how you have peace, how that's a fruit of the spirit, how you will exude love, how you will be in Christ's arms and nobody can ever pluck you out of that, how you are a child of God. And then if you are a child of God, then an heir, an heir of a king of the greatest God, the only real and true God, then if I'm an heir, that means I get everything he got. Yeah, you, you get everything he has. I don't, I don't walk around and be depressed. I don't walk around and say, oh, I'm not worthy. I'm not this. He said, you're mine. 
your mind. Your identity, once you realize that, will fuel your worship. You'll have a different posture. It won't go, how is that? It'll be like, thank you, Father God, for who you are and what you've given me when I'm not worthy, when I don't deserve it. But I believe and I receive who you said I am. I don't know how you're going to fix my marriage, God, but I rest in your promise. My marriage doesn't look like it's going to make it. I, I, I done did all I can to him. He's still doing the same thing. What did God say? Get in your word. What did God say about it? I don't, I don't know how I'm going to break this addiction. I say I'm going to stop, then I do it again. I say I wasn't going to go over to his house. Then I tip, he called. I tiptoed right back over there. What did God say about you? I don't know if I'm worthy. I think anything but that, but I'll rest in your promise. At some point, Zachariah started to believe what others said about him. Oh, man, you know, that's the cat. He don't got no kids. And he forgot what God said about him. He forgot what God named him. He said, I remember. Remember who you are. I remember what I said about you. I remember the promise I made to you. When that promise was fulfilled, he worshiped. What is God saying about you? Who are you? I got a video that we're about to show in a minute before, just get it queued up, guys, for me. But um, with my son, every day, I go, I, I tell him who he is. We've been having those behavior problems with him, but I know that's not who he is. He's learning. He's growing. There's, he's going to be powerful. He's going to be way better than I am. He's going to be way more anointed than I am because we're giving it to him every day. Wow. This is who you are. Don't remember. Don't forget it. This is who you are. This is how you respond. This is who you are. Cue it up, cue it up real quick. You know what is powerful to me? Every day I tell him he's a leader and he's a king. But I never told him he helped people. When you believe what your father says about you and you start to walk in that, you start to walk in the path God said about you. You're anointed, you're prophetic. You have joy. You have peace. Other things start to open up for you. Your life is forever changed. They sung it, they sung it today. With just one look, everything changes. I'm captivated. I'll never be the same with just one look. What, what, what's that one look? When God looked at you when he was on that cross, he knew everything you were going to do. He knew everything you were going to do. And many times you're going to turn your back on him. And many times you weren't going to pray. And many times you, you're going to do this. You say, I'm not going to do that no more, God. I promise you. I promise you. And you did it again. And what was his response to that, that he foreknew that you were going to do that? Sending his son to die for you. Not only to die for you, to go through pain, agonizing pain. Thorns, 
crushed on his head. They mocked him. They spit on him. You're a king? This is who? This y'all king? They up here gambling for his clothes, stuck him in the side. They, this y'all king? With all power in his hand, he could have got off that, that cross and said, you know what? No, nah, we ain't doing that today. But he stood there because he said, I want you. I want you, I want you, and I want you to come in relationship with me. I'm not worthy. Don't you dare disrespect God's sacrifice like that. He said you were worthy when he went up on that cross. Knowing everything you were going to do. Everything. It brings me to tears to think about the sacrifice. And now, because he went on that cross, he gave me a promise. And he said, if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that I am Lord, and I raised from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved. You will be a son. You will be a daughter. You have an inheritance. You're an heir to the promise. Walk in it. Believe it. Who are you? What is God saying about you? Man, if you don't know, you better figure it out. You cannot be in a crisis of your identity. God, I thank you for this message that it will prick your children's hearts. That they will see it, that they will hear it. But they just won't hear it and say, oh, cool, we went to church, we had fun, and they sung, and the message was cool. What do I need to change now? I pray, God, that we get in your faith, that we seek you, that we say, what is our Father saying about us? What does he call me? How do I walk in that? And I pray that you give it to them, God, that your Holy Spirit surrounds them, that your Holy Spirit is with them. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.